0: Welcome to Rapid Reviews Radio Podcast, episode 181. I am your co-host, Kylie Wilde. I'm joined by my ever-present co-host, Pete Beckett.
1: Hello.
0: And very special guest, Zimran.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: That's going to be fun. I'm going to tell you who he is in a second. Um, But what I like to do every week to get this show started um, is uh okay wait i have to say our chat is really awesome and hey brent um <laughs> chat's oh. filing now yes. um but anyway so mild distraction there but look, what i like to do every week is check in with our guests and with pete and see how their week's been um and i'm gonna do that now Sam simran <laughs> how's your week been
1: very busy, thank you very much, in preparation for Format October. but I've also been to EGX this week, so it's been quite a hands-on experience between just event planning and then going to events. Basically, my life has just been events uh, pretty much this whole week. So, busy, I think... busy, but a lot electric.
0: I think most lives are just events over and over.
1: <laughs> that is not factually incorrect.
0: <laughs> um, but... And, of course, we will touch on what events are going on and in the future uh, here in a, just a bit. But, Pete, what about you? How's your week been?
2: Uh, it's been good. Busy. Uh, I spent the last two days at EGX. Uh, for anyone who wants to know, we will be covering that next week. We have a couple of guests joining us who were there at the event, too. But we uh, we pushed it back by a week because we have Simran joining us. Of oh, And it was more pressing importance, of course. So, oh, I'm um, not... Oh, <laughs> next nice. oh, priority. Yes. <laughs> say it again, Pete. You are a pressing priority. In fact, I'm naming the episode with pressing priority now. Unless oh, we can say better. Go.
1: Oh, uh, yes. oh, yes. I like hearing that.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, anything else, Pete?
1: Um,
2: other than that. I can't really go into details because most of it is EGX related. So. Oh,
0: right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I
2: told you off stream that there was a couple mm-hmm. of games that I played that I want to talk about, but I'll save that for it's
0: next week. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun talking yes. about this next week. But I wish I could be at EGX. Um, next year. I checked out. Next year, for sure, 100,000 gazillion percent. I'm going to, like, every con ever next year um, because, like... I caught Mags' stream on Friday or Saturday. I don't remember. I think
2: it might've been Saturday.
0: Was it Saturday? Was it when you were messaging me? Yes. Yes, Saturday. So live, streamed live from EGX. He spins it around and it's people I know. And they're like, oh, is that Kylie? Hi Kylie. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh, the FOMO has got me so hard. (laughs) It's like, I want to be there. Um, so next year I will be hitting all the cons. Uh, again, I'm so happy about that. Like, yeah. It's mm. stuck in the same place for like two years. Ugh.
2: Yeah. I'm going to have to make a decision about who takes the, uh, the press pass this time around.
0: Oh no. <laughs> we'll have to fight for it. We'll have to get in the Thunderdome and fight I, for it. I'm not Which fighting you on.
2: for it. I know you're <laughs> Yes,
0: exactly. Um, yes. But we'll do chainsaws at dawn. Um, but
2: pistols. There's always pistols.
0: <laughs> no chainsaws. You're crazy. Um, <laughs> have you even seen Sucker Punch? Uh, but um, no, I've seen po- The well, Simpsons.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, we have all seen The Simpsons. But I think that's going to do it for the friendly banter that's in the front of the episode, and we're going to move on to the meat <laughs> of the episode. So, uh, Simran is the I don't
1: know. The meat of the episode. Simran is the meat.
0: <laughs> is the meat in this sandwich. <laughs> in this episode
1: sandwich. Oh, my goodness.
2: No. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to take the ball by the horns here and say, Simran, do you want to introduce yourself formally and tell us a little bit about format?
1: <laughs> my name is Simran. I am the meat of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and to talk about the rest of format... Um... <laughs> Sorry, I'm that one. Right, Game Face, here we go, Game face. <laughs> Uh-huh. So, yeah, yep my, my british carl Pilkinson face.
0: oh
1: so. yes yeah. there you go <laughs> i am the guy who took on the monstrous task of running format or uh, the head honcho the mastermind, the whatever you want to call me the, the crazy the crazy guy because that's what you have to be to run something like format you have to be some level of crazy and what format is is the uk's biggest games industry nightlife event we are a three day long nightlife festival that celebrates video game culture mixing it with a beautiful blend of night life culture in a way that's never been done across the whole games industry oh, all right that's about it? the episode cheers see you later. i
0: was like yeah that's it don't you want to just go now like okay when I mean, that, is it
1: oh, that was the meat there you go uh, do you need... <laughs>
0: now
2: now we just got to add all the filler to it you know yes oh, pickles well.
0: wait okay. you guys don't have pickles
1: Oh no, that's a very American thing. I love we it. had a Branston pickle. Does that no, count?
0: that's not the same thing. No.
1: No,
2: no. you not- need
0: I- gherkins dipped in vinegar. Oh.
2: oh no, that's even worse. Gherkin.
0: Oh, I love
1: it. Ah. Oh. Oh, so gherkin always a out of a McDonald's burger. No effects. Oh
0: no, that's the best. I, I always you. ask for Thank extra. You.
1: Someone else who takes some gherkin. I mean, I don't really eat mac that much anyway. No. But, yeah, like
0: nobody does. Yeah. But-
1: when I when I used to, yeah, it was
2: always a. As an uh, obnoxious kid, taking them out and flinging them on a wall.
0: Um, and yes, Britt, they don't have pickles over here. Not pickles as we know it. Uh, <laughs> there's so many things that I'm lacking over here, but pickles is probably number one.
2: Yes. Ah. Uh, clearly.
0: But um. So when exactly is format?
1: We'll format, it, so, format takes place twice a year it's a large scale games industry event that takes place in manchester for now for now
0: <laughs> mm.
1: takes place mm. in manchester which twice a year and our next event is on october 26 so in two weeks time hence why i look slightly disheveled because i'm living at my laptop right <laughs> at this very minute but <laughs> hey well, I can tell
2: you you I... have a very similar look to what Mags was looking like around about the time after
1: before and after Timeless as well so it was like ooh, yeah. Yeah. yeah Mags gets he get, he understands we event organised oh, yeah. he was actually helping us pick something up for our event very very recently and he, his exact words were this is the shit they don't see like this is <laughs> Uh, for anyone who hasn't seen our announcement, we've had a giant eight-foot graffiti mural made for the event, and oh, it, you please. can take you wow. can take pictures at it. And we're giving prizes away. Whoever takes the best selfie out, like, we're giving away controllers and headsets and stuff like that. for Whoever takes the best selfie with it, and this thing is literally eight foot. Like the mountain from Game of Thrones looks smaller than it. And this that thing is, is taller is than me. It <laughs> is enormous, and literally, it was just me and Mags lifting this thing. Oh my god. Time. And this thing is enormous, and he literally was sweating, being like, "This is what they don't see." I was like, "Yep." Yeah. <laughs> oh, Mag's unfortunately would... does not strike me as a man who likes to do manual labour too much, even. He, he is a man who is very capable of manual labour, and he is an absolute G. So yeah, that man oh. is an absolute legend. Okay, I stand corrected. Then.
0: I I would have loved to have seen a video of that. <laughs>
1: There is a video of that. Not that I'll not that I'll.
0: <laughs>
1: it's literally
2: chuckle brothers to me, to you, to me, to you. <laughs> well, we have a private chat. I I promise I'll never leak it. Oh,
0: uh, goodness. In, oh. In, other, in other
2: unrelated news. My um, my all account is now tricks. <laughs> so, oh,
0: my Venmo is um <laughs> So, I
2: wanted to ask quickly, so um but in fact, I, I went earlier on in the year, I had a wonderful time whilst I was there. I did explain that to you off you uh, whilst yeah. we first started the call. How did you first come about discovering the venue that was Impossible Bar?
1: So Impossible actually approached us many years ago. So one year prior to the pandemic in 2019, uh, we were actually based, so we did a relaunch brand party uh, in 2018. Uh, and we basically transferred, we basically did a bit of a mini rebrand. This was when the events used to be called Manchester Gamers Unite like many, many moons ago. And we moved to this fantastic venue in the Printworks called the Lazy Lizard. And basically, one week after our launch event in the Printworks, that venue closed down. Oh, so... So we had to find the task of finding a venue that was capable of housing the colossal giant that is format and in manchester you know there's some fantastic venues but impossible actually approached us they dropped us a message on the facebook business um, account and they were literally like hey would you help us promote one of our events so i was like i'll do you one better do you want another event for your venue wow. so <laughs> it was a fantastic space and i got into the space And Impossible is deceptive in how it literally has everything in it. Like, every booth has plug sockets. There's changing rooms. Oh, wow. There's in-house catering. There's so much power. There's production already in there for you. So it was a fantastic venue for us to go there. And I had a great relationship with the business development manager at the time, Charlotte Felton, who was very accommodating of helping Mm -hmm. us bring the event to that venue. So, yeah, and it's just continued to grow and grow now to the point where you know, new venues have to be explored because the event has just grown so big that we're packing that place out time and time again. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. Well, Pete, like I said, Pete has more experience because he actually went. (laughs) But for those of us who are maybe um, not as familiar, what sets this apart? What sets format apart from, let's say, your average gaming convention?
1: so i can answer this one very easily first and foremost we are a rave for the games industry pete has probably seen it with his own eyes we we have done what no one has ever done before we have successfully taken nightlife culture and implemented it into the traditional gaming event so what i want you to imagine is we take all the best elements of an expo which is the game exhibitor showcases and the community feel we throw that into nightlife culture, i.e. you know the production, the music aspect, but then we also throw it in together of a grassroots gaming community because what we do that is different is that we actually put the consumer first. A lot of traditional gaming events have become very capitalistic in how they operate. They're not yes. designed for the community anymore. They are designed to sell you products. An event is supposed to sell an experience. That's why people go to things like Glastonbury, why they go to things. Like the warehouse project of Escape Three Island, because you're going for the event itself, because you want to leave there with the memories of it. You don't go to a lot of events just to stand in a queue for three hours just to play ten minutes of a game where you never actually speak to the creators of the game. At format, that is physically impossible. There are no queues, and you actually get to meet the creators behind these games. For example, at the last event, we had the developers of Sniper Elite in a mosh pit with people, like just dancing with them. And that they literally just the stand and got in a mosh pit <laughs> with the people that were there. And these are the guys who developed the game. You actually and what we do is specialise in community-driven development of uniting creative and consumer. We bring together the game we bring together the gamers, the game makers and the content creators all on the same level with no formal barriers. But we also do it whilst hosting a one-of-a-kind event, an actual nightlife movement for the games industry. So I just want you to imagine a rave for nerds. Which, you just
0: said but, words for me yeah, which, <laughs> two of my favorite words
1: i'll be honest when i first heard about
2: format i thought that was quite an interesting way of going about and thought i wonder how this is going to work because most gamers are usually quite insular quite you know within mm-hmm. themselves so how did you find the first year actually in terms of attendance and ticketing and stuff like that so-
1: so, I'll tell you the origin story of how it began. So, I, I'm not blind to the fact that I took the most introverted industry alive and threw it into the most extroverted. <laughs> The first ever event wasn't intended to be the business that it is today. It was only meant to be a one off. So, when I was in my first year at university, showing my age here a little bit, I was 20 years old at the time. Mm-hmm. And I realized that there was nothing in Manchester for events. Like, there was no gamer meetups, there was very little game developer meetups. I didn't feel like there was anything that brought the gaming community together in Manchester. So, I just decided with a friend who I'd met on Twitch at the time, I was like, should we just host a one off event just so we can make some friends? and, like, bring together a bunch of games in the area. And we just threw fa- 50 quid on Facebook ads. We created a very template, like, graphic design is my passion poster. Trust me, they were that. Like, uh, they came up on my Facebook memories a few weeks ago, and let's just oh. say that they are meme-worthy. Like, literally, <laughs> <Nice. when>, <laughs> graphic design is my passion. Yes. And we said the most obvious name in the book, Manchester oh. As I said, it wasn't intended to be what it is today. And then we basically threw 50 quid on Facebook ads. We rented out a small space in the northern quarter of Manchester in this small bar called Dive Bar. And we had 150 people turn up to the first ever event. That was the first And we only brought two consoles. We had a PS3 and a SNES. That was it. We were expecting like ten, maybe fifteen people at this thing, an absolute like rush. One hundred and fifty people turned up, but what realised is that no one cared whether there were games or not. We were all just sat in this bar together, just talking, oh. connecting. Oh. That really inspired me. Uh, But I said to my co-host at the time, we should do more of these. But then the bar manager at the bar came up to me and was like, do you want to do another event? You definitely want to do more events, don't you? You should do more events. Translation, he realized I just brought 150 punters in on a Thursday night for him. He was like, he was rolling in it. So I looked to my co-host at the time and I said, should we do another one of these? So we did another one the following month. We got 200 people at that one. We did another one. 220 we did another one 240 so we were going up in very small increments Mm -hmm. per event and i started to realize that we were on something special because at that point i wouldn't say it was like the rave that is now it was more taking the form of this underground dingy sort of like nightlife bar aesthetic like it was basically like an underground club effectively you were going into there was like 10 different ptv screens but we started being approached by local developers so two of two original the two original developers who i call the og developers were ginger biscuit games and prospect games With Unbox, they approached us and were just like, hey, we're some game developers in the local area. Like, can we come showcase our games off? Like, you've got like 200 people in this bar. And we were like, oh, that's really humbling. And before I knew it, a few months later, we were starting to get, we started amplifying that every moment. We changed the original goal should we start putting like early development games on? Should we start inviting game studios? So we started just getting like small indie studios for about another four events. Before we knew it, we had the likes of Ubisoft and Sony approaching us. That hearing out, we were getting seven hundred people in this like underground bar in Manchester, and they were like, "Can we come showcase?" And this has never been heard of. Like having Sony and Ubisoft showcasing. Uh, they had Mario versus Wabbits and a shadow of the Colossus. And we ran this. We ran this event for something like three or four years. So we were getting all these big giants come to this tiny little bar in Manchester underground. Like when I say, I don't know if you're familiar with the likes of NQ sixty four or Pixel Bar in Manchester. I know NQ sixty four. Yeah. Okay, so we were the original NQ sixty four before NQ sixty four was a thing. Okay. Like that's what, that's what we were effectively, and to get these big giants coming to you, wanting to showcase their products off to me was very humbling. Like, and that's kind of what set me off on the path to do it. So we did a bit of a rebrand later down the line. We just changed the logo. We still kept the name Manchester Games Net, but we got offered a really brilliant space uh, in the print works, which for me was like my big undertaking. And then we went from having about five, 700 people. We did this relaunch event. It was, at the time, the biggest event we'd ever done, but we've done many big events since then. And I remember the big moment that made me want to turn this into my full-time passion, and I knew I'd created something. And what kind of drove me, other than the original vision, was when we did that event, I was doing the setup. And anyone who knows what I'm like doing setup, like I'm a crazy man, like I'm running around left, right, and center <laughs> with my little checklist, like making sure people are set up. But then the hostess of the venue comes down and says, you need to come outside. I was like, why? Like, you need to come outside. I thought something had gone wrong. I walked out and there was a queue of 1,000 people waiting to come into this venue. And there's videos of this online. If you just type on YouTube, Manchester Games Unite, the big rebrand, you can see the queues going around the print works of a thousand people it was going across the street cars were having to stop oh to like because you know, there was just gamers like just queued up outside this, and we we went way over venue capacity let's put it that way <laughs> uh, and it was just this for me when i saw that queue i was like i've done it like this is what is missing. Oh wow! Like we, no one has ever created a and you can Google this. Trust me, I have. I challenge the world. <laughs> we are the first ever nightlife event that has ever existed for gamers. Like you've, you, I wouldn't really class the likes of NQ sixty four nightlife event the more like a bar. No, what we, yeah. what we decided to become was a rave for nerds. Because ultimately, mm-hmm. a lot of people said I was crazy when I said I was going to do this. Like they said, like you should just give this up and go work in Tesco. Because this is not going to work out. You can't take it nerds who are the most introverted people. I put it, I said, you would be surprised because I've just got a thousand people in that room. And this has demonstrated right. to me that even the most introverted nerd wants to be surrounded by people that they identify with. They want to be with their tribe because I've had people come up to me at the events who say they never leave their house to come to this event just because they want to network or meet their online friends who they've never met before in person. And it just shows that no matter how it's just changing the formula so that it suits all parties like we get people who aren't even into video games coming to our events because they just love the atmosphere of it because they just see it as this cool sort of tech night out effectively but they get the event has transitioned into so much more since those early attendances to answer your original question we now get over like 1200 plus attendees like per event and we have some of the biggest game studios in the world we have like we have fashion pop-up shops, we've got performers performing live on stage, we've we've launched energy drinks, we've done a full Logan Paul KSI, and launched energy drinks of our brand with Wraith Energy, we, we've we got yeah. multiple, it's a free night event now, it takes place over three evenings, we have a dedicated industry night, which is all of our industry partners coming together for a night, very industry orientated with the main event, and then we have an after party the day after as well, for everyone to come involved, we have people travel from all over the world to attend this event, we We've got six game studios traveling all the way from India just to come exhibit at this next event. And we've got people from Belgium, America, Barcelona. And that we've gone from 150 nerds with a SNES and a PS3 to one of the UK's biggest games industry events with game studios and brands flying from all over the globe to attend it. And That's it all started... Amazing a dream and 50 quids of facebook ads i'm not one of those hustlers who had like a million pound family back, <laughs> roll, roll up, like you get all these guys that tell you that humble origin story it was like i started from nothing like i came from nothing and they come from a family that owned a vineyard yeah yeah <laughs> totally yep. make a Gary V there or anything oh, uh, oh
0: yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. No, it was literally just two literal broke nerds that had oh, a dream and wow. a spare fifty quid and now it's transfer it's transformed into the UK's biggest games industry rave. That's
0: amazing. Yeah. So obvious question is is that what you expected? when for that 50 pounds
1: down <laughs> no it was meant to be a hobby as i said it was meant to be something i did throughout my summer because i went to future work school of media in manchester to study game design i originally wanted to be a game designer like my dream my ultimate dream was to go work at bioware on the mass Effect and dragon age franchise and like that was my ultimate dream at the time but as i started to do more and more events it and I know this is going to sound very cliche, and I used to think this was very cliche when guys say this, all that you know, so, like you know, when you see all like your heroes come out of it. But it was a calling, like I knew yeah. that I was on my right path, and the things I knew it was working. Like what we have done was worked, and I knew that we were doing something innovative that has never existed before, and it shows that it works because people want it, and people know who we are. You only have to go on our website and look at mm-hmm. our partner section just to see some, and yeah. that's just. of the brands that we've worked with that's not even all of them that's just some of them that's the ones that i could put on the site without it crashing like that 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 is like you know who we work with and that is what we take pride in and you know we never saw that ever happening it was just meant to be one or two one-off events just to bring the gaming community in manchester together during a summer break and now here we are Mm. it's a full-fledged with a great team of people behind it that are doing something that's never existed in the games industry event landscape before. Yeah, they're available on on the website, like you
2: said, but just to name a couple that I've just been looking through, so Ubisoft, PlayStation, Game By, um I wanted to give these ones a specific, particular shout-out with Special Effects uh, Charity, because they're, they're a great charity. Oh,
0: yeah, um, yeah.
2: As well as um, I did notice that um, Safe in Our World were there last year as well. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. So would yeah, we you do. say that uh, the, the charity and the community aspect is like a main thing within within Format?
1: we've literally raised funds for charity since probably the fourth ever event when it was a little tiny bar. Like, I'll tell you how it actually... So we used to do a charity... Even back then, I was doing charity raffles. Now that I look at it in retrospect, it's actually kind of funny. I used to go to travel like, Traveling Man round the corner from the venue and just buy loads of comic books and plushies and, like, just give these out. And to just show you, like, how far, like... Begin like this is like this will be like the visual representation of like the gap of how far i used to go around with a takeaway tin with a little hole cut in the top asking for donations to special set to now where we have literal companies donating amazing prizes Mm -hmm. to uh, and you'll have seen this peter as you came in like there's a whole like massive like like table with all the prizes on that you can win and you just get a huge chair and We've got like company. We've had gaming chairs donated to us. We've had entire PCs donated to us. Oh just my for gosh. yeah, whoever won that PC was a lucky individual. It was a fierce. It was a fierce PC, PC as well. So it was a decent piece of kit. What they want? Yeah, I could like, see some of the
2: PCs that were set up there just to showcase the games. They were beefy.
1: So I can imagine that uh, one that was given away was a nice one. Yeah. Uh, we've, we've even got Steam Deck being given away at this next one as well Like we get, all yeah. sorts, we get all sorts being given away like our charity raffle and that just shows how far we've come so charity has always been linked back because I've always seen it as at the end of the day I've got all these people in a room, we've built this platform like even if we can, back in the original days, I say, even if we can only raise 20 quid, it's 20 quid Like just you should always strive, and this is where I find a lot of businesses in life, particularly, lose sight of their original vision. Is that we all do what we do in some manner to bring some sort of good into the world through our passion. Whether you're a podcaster, you could want to tell the stories that people don't hear. You might want to make people laugh, or you might want to just bring genuinely informative discussions to people's daily lives. Or if you're a construction worker, you might want to build things for people that they'll benefit from one day. And the way I see it is, I've got an event there with. thousands of people at it at the end of the day it's our duty to use that platform to try and just make the world a little bit of a better place
0: Absolutely. Yep. yes well um man I'm so hyped I can't i to <laughs> go like now <laughs> but um well to kind of go back to the past I guess we'll say um how did let's say like the pandemic and lockdown did it really affect your planning and, and yeah like
1: it, it changed a lot like that was a very tough time for mm-hmm. a lot of people like a lot of events still have i'm i'm i can tell you now the event landscape still hasn't like fully recovered yeah. from it now we're still seeing the impacts of it today which is very very sad like you know hospitality in particular was decimated during the, during the pandemic and like the uk government didn't do anything to help like hospitality in the absolute slightest like very very little in fact so we have all greatly suffered as a result of that but it was a tough time we were very fortunate that our business has other arms to it other than events so we also are a bit a media company so we also work on projects as well alongside that, alongside client work. So we were able to navigate the storm quite a lot, but it still had its impact on us. Like we had to cancel our original return event because of, you know, COVID restrictions that were being put in place. And, you know, uh, we were meant to have a huge expansion event into another city that sadly wasn't able to go ahead due to COVID restrictions that were enforced upon us by the local council. And we would literally spent five months planning this event and it just all got canceled literally two weeks before we had to do it because the council council physically wouldn't let us go ahead with the event, and that is very sad when you have to do stuff like that, and that impacts us. You know that was a loss of revenue for us, which was meant to be our biggest comeback. But we decided at that point if we do come back, we're coming back bigger than ever. So you know it was a tough call, but we got there in the end, and we were able to come for and we've come back stronger than ever. Our post pandemic years were financially our most successful events oh, nice. like than anything pre-COVID because there was a hunger for it, especially from the gaming community because I don't know if any of you... Feel free to disagree. I feel like a lot of the traditional events haven't been the same since COVID. No. Like, they seem to have a lot more dead space than yeah. there has been before previously and because of the cost of how things have gone up as well we have the cost of living crisis in the united kingdom which you know you have an events industry that's still never fully recovered from it you know it was very difficult we are one of the very few that i can honestly hold my hand up and say has managed to weather that storm and repair the wounds that were cut but a lot of events haven't been able to repair those wounds yet
2: yeah now just a quick um quick observation on that obviously you've gone to egx this weekend like i have it was definitely noticeable that it's still there,
1: isn't it? Because of how spread out everything is still, right? Yeah. And, you know, some people still have those policies in place and it could be the sort of venues they work with still have those policies in place where you have to have a certain amount of distance between it, but I remember pre-COVID, a lot of these events had a lot more content at them and you're just not seeing that content present at them. Also, attitudes have changed throughout COVID as well. A lot of big studios don't want to showcase at events because they've realized that, you know, why do they need to do it when they can host their own digital events to showcase their games off? So that's another reason how the industry has suffered as a result, because now we're struggling to get a lot of the big studios to see the return of interest that would come from being at a traditional event. And you know a lot of these events can be quite expensive to begin with. But in order to survive, they've had to raise their costs in order to be able to cope with the current economic economic situation, which is making it even harder for them to supply the content and value for the consumers.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that was actually one of my next questions was uh, how has the like big name, big corporation uh, participation, how has that changed? For that exact reason, because um, once E3 folded, uh, we've talked about it very often on this show, um, E3 became, there was no point to it. I mean, that's an awful thing to say, because it's so important to a lot of us gamers. But it really became irrelevant uh, for exactly the reasons you just listed, which is they can host their own digital, you know, things uh, and save money and stuff like that. So... But let's say this year, this this year coming up, um, how about the big names? Are they 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 coming through? Are they they shining for you? We've
1: got a lot of good hit hitters coming. with us like we've had Capcom coming with Street Fighter 6 to come demonstrate that. We've got the likes of PlayTonic, and that's because our team okay. worked, worked hard. And an issue that, and this is what comes back to a lot of my issues with a lot of traditional shows, is they're very capitalist in nature. Yes, They are not designed for the consumer. And also they are using a very outdated model that does not work anymore. COVID has basically irrelevated that. And also it was coming for a long time. I'm convinced without the pandemic, it would have happened anyway. The pandemic just kind of hastened it. Yes, absolutely. Which is that a lot of these events have forgotten the intention they are. They have forgotten the grassroots community format will never ever under any so especially not under my leadership, put capitalistic stalls and useless that this is the rant I can go on. We will never put stalls of useless tat on Showcase when we can have more video games, more game studios, because ultimately this is a gaming event. This is not a games industry farmer's market, which is what a lot of these (laughs) events have become. They've become, you spend like 30 quid, sometimes maybe 50 quid a ticket a day just to go to these. And then you're going in there. There's like, there's one event that I won't name, but I went to it like earlier this year and I went in and I was like, is this your game section? You have Mm -hmm. 50. You have luckily maybe 15 here at an absolute right and it's all just stalls trying to sell you stuff. And to me, I was like, wait, I have more game studios at a rave for the games industry showcase. I have, well, at our May event, we had three floors of game studios. Now, even though I've got rid of the third floor this time for a content creator launch, I still have the same number of game studios that were on showcase at May's event and there's even more games because some of the game studios are going to rotate between the number of products that they have to showcase at this next event that I did my last event and for some of these mega corporations and mega events will mm-hmm. have less games than a sm- like a smaller event than such as me on showcase with the large budgets they have just shows that they don't understand their audiences anymore like they don't they, they care more about making more profit and selling new products Mm -hmm, then they do mm -hmm. these and the issue is they host these large venues which are massively expensive to rent so you have to try and recoup that money by having it filled with all these stalls because they're the ones willing to pay it but at the end of the day the community don't want these big halls like if you're going to go big it needs to be a spectacle not a games industry farming market for me the pinnacle i've always hosted it to was egx earl's court or, like, serve um, Gamescom, like those guys yeah. doing an absolute spectacle of how the minute you walk in, it's designed for the gaming community. And Eject Earl's Core back in the day was, I remember what, that was my first ever Eject, and that was the first time I went to a convention. You walked in, there was a giant jumbo screen. As soon as you walked in, it was a magical experience. Yeah, that was the year that Assassin's Creed Black Flag was oh coming out. And to me, that oh wow. was that was amazing. And that's what events have forgotten as they've gone away. It's become more about selling product than it has about selling an experience. And for me, we have a few vendors, but I'll walk you through how those vendors work. We have a fashion pop-up shop selling clothes. Now, if you went to a traditional event, it would just be a bunch of clothes on hangers. They'd go watch you." What we have at our event is character customization clothing. So we have a fashion yeah. pop-up shop with a printing press that's going to you make your own characters onto a shirt and print them. Oh, that's so cool. Here's the oh kind of that's very cool. we Especially understand the culture we understand the culture what they want we've taken game and put it into the Stolvens we have the likes of Rafe Energy who we've launched energy drinks with you don't have to buy anything they give all their stuff away for free like you don't you literally do not have to buy a single thing there if you don't want to they'll give you an energy drink for free even if you want to try it because for me that's not what it's about I have three key demographics at my event. I have gamers, game makers and content creators and I will only work with brands and partners, retail partners, exhibitors, who I feel like benefit one of those three demographics that attend because ultimately these events are not becoming for the gaming community. They have forgotten the community aspects that they were founded on to do, which is bring the gaming community together. It's become about trying to recoup losses, recoup money, which you know does happen when you keep growing, grow, but you have to make sure that, you keep sight of your original vision when you set out on these things which is you need to remember what you've designed this for which is to bring the gaming community together
0: Mm -hmm. i oh go ahead i have spoke on this show we did an entire episode on it i went to a gaming show over here a well big known very name brand show uh over here and it's exactly what you said they're the tickets were very expensive i did get to meet call me kevin which was the highlight but outside of that they had no games except for uh i think ghost recon was the only game they had everything else was just um sellers just vendors yeah and that was a
2: bad ghost recon as well unfortunately
0: yes it was (laughs) um and then they did have a very good cosplay contingency, and that part was cool, but that's still not worth the ticket and then obviously, they had the eSports um but it was extremely disappointing. I walked the entire um floor in probably less than twenty minutes,
1: mm-hmm. and I'll I tell you. I'll tell you this now at format and again because I come from a game design background this is how I've designed the event if you wanted to play every single game at format watch every stage performance and participate in everything and this is assuming that there are no like no other people mm-hmm. in the rooms when you're trying to get onto them it would take you at least an hour and a half to oh. like to be able to play every single and this is assuming that no one else is playing them and you can just jump in straight thing. Cause for you to be able to play each of the 15 minute demos of all the different games that are there, that would take you at least an hour and a half. And then you've got the stage performance in there because I believe in adding value to the okay. consumer. You understand, and our ticket prices are also very fair. We charge eight pound a ticket to be able to come to this because you know, that is what you can come to. Cause again, we're in a cost of living crisis and you know, people have to travel for things. A lot of these events don't understand that people travel. They've got hotel costs, they have travel costs take into consideration the last thing you want is for them to buy a ticket and they don't feel like they get value out of the ticket mm.
0: holy crap um, yeah that's amazing value um, yeah it, it
2: was amazing value and also like one of the things that as someone who was covering the event for Mike 64, I thought one of the really nice things that you did was gave four tickets to us so that I could hand them out to people who may have wanted to go so I managed Great. to round up a bunch of random individuals just to, to go and have a fun night out. And I made some friends out of it, it was great.
1: Yeah, that's exactly the point. At the end of the day, like we seek our tribe, we seek our people and you know, we work with press, we work with creators. We don't just offer them a free complimentary ticket to turn up all on their own. Like if you wanna bring someone with you, cause we understand what it's like coming to these events. Like I go to these events on business and even I don't like going to them on my own. Like I like having someone to communicate with. Yeah. That's, why I, that's why I drag our community manager everywhere. I go now with me that joke joke i know he's yeah he knows i'm only joking with him but at the end (laughs) end, we understand the importance again bringing it back to that keyword that you'll hear me beat over the head repeatedly grassroots community it is about the community and we forge strong communities when we all stand together and that is what it is about and that is what these events have forgotten like they are too spread out they are too big and you, you've, there's nothing forcing you to interact with the people that you're there to connect with, which is your community. At Format, we deliberately choose, and I know a lot of people have thoughts and opinions on this because they want it to be more like the traditional cons like, and more of the traditional conventions, but I'm, I'm very open and honest about this. Format is a different type of event, and we understand this event might not be for everyone. This is not, If you want a convention... That is not what we are here to provide. We are here to provide you with a rave for the games industry. We deliberately pick tight spaces that force you to communicate, that force you to interact. There is no escape, whether it's the bar areas, the big <laughs> gardens, the main show floor, the content creator lounge. It, the reason we are called the ultimate game in social is because we have found on the principle of forcing you to socialise with people because at the end of the day, if you go to a traditional con you can walk oh it's too mm-hmm. spread out it's too big there's too many opportunities for you to escape which sound, makes me sound like a, a crazy person but <laughs> there is a reason for why we design it the way it is it's because it's meant to bring back that community aspect that has been lost the reason why e3 was initially so successful is because it was about the community and providing community value and like a lot of traditional events it became very capitalistic as it got older and older in its lifetime And that's what we we desperately do not do. Yeah. We
2: absolutely all remember those days where you used to hover around the small TV, you know, bunch of guys in a room just playing games together and I definitely got that feel from format when I went earlier on in the year and it was it was a breath of fresh air actually. After spending Mm -hmm. so many years going to conventions and feeling like they were a bit lifeless, let's say, this one Mm -hmm. definitely had a personality.
1: The issue that you have with a lot of convention as well is that there's no attempt to make the creative and the consumer interact. So you will queue up for three hours. You will get to the front of the queue. They will slap headphones on you. You will sit at that computer for 15 minutes. You will play the demo. They will take the headphones off you and they will shoe you on to the next person, okay? At Format, you literally have to interact with the person that you're, like you have to interact with the creators of the game. It's encouraged in that atmosphere for you all to talk and it has all the built-in couches we work with noble chairs to have like fancy gaming chairs as well because we understand we want it to look the part as well we want this thing to feel like how it's meant to look as well which is a nightclub for nerds effectively mm-hmm. we yeah, put a that. Lot of- We put a lot of thought and effort into the production, but we also do things that have never been done before because we also we're a team of people that don't just have hobbies in the games industry. The reason why a lot of people tell me like what's to stop someone else from the games industry from doing this and I say, I'll give you the same answer and you can listen to any podcast when anyone asks me this question is I challenge someone from the games industry to do this because you'll give up in a month. Because I had a lot more hair when I started this journey. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and let's just say that it is a huge challenge, because it takes someone who understands both those cultures. The reason why no one in the games industry is able to do it is because naturally the games industry are quite introverted. They don't go to a lot of nightlife events, like I love things like the Warehouse Project, I love the Hacienda, I love Escape to Freight Island, Glastonbury. I go to these things, I understand what makes them special, and it is that community, you're surrounded by people who are there for an experience. And that is why it took someone like us, our team, who understand both worlds, to craft something that bridges the gap between those two worlds. And Format, as I say, it's a very different kind of event. We are not a convention, we are not a con, and we're not a conference. We own what we are, which is we are a free night long nightlife movement for the games industry.
0: Amazing that actually goes seamlessly into uh chat's question, Pete. If you want to ask yep. that,
2: that's yep. perfect uh, so Brent put um, if you were to put into percentages, what is the ratio of games versus rave?
1: Oh, so in terms of the actual rave, so mm. I'd say it's it's pretty much so. It depends. It's a very hard thing to ratio that because it's a very open ended question. So, you have two (laughs) floors of game studios showcasing to the public, ranging all the way from AAA all the way down to Indie. And then you'll have like the third floor, which is the content creators' lounge, where content creators will live stream from the event, where they can like you know broadcast the event and play the games that are on showcase. So, our game studios get to submit their keys to the game to the content creator so they get extra publicity, which doesn't get offered uh, a lot of these conventions. And then obviously yeah. you have music performances. So it's there's no way to answer that. I thought you were going to ask like what's the demographic of people that attend like <laughs> I was ready to hit you with some really good <laughs> But in terms of ratio, there isn't really it's a very difficult one because the two complement each other. So you'll be yeah. sat downstairs playing for example, we've got Capcom Street Fighter 6 at the event okay you'll be sat there playing capcom street fighter 6 whereas in the meantime you'll have the david wise five performing on stage like behind you you've got all the music and the production and so there's no real like the rave is taking place whilst you're also interacting with the video game aspect. Mm-hmm. if that answers the question like there is no like oh it's 60 percent rave and 40 percent gaming like the two are always going on in sync with each other yeah. at the same time yeah, because
2: I remember last year, you had the, the DJ booth... Oh, earlier on in the year, you had the DJ booth, and then right next to it, you had a VR section. So, obviously, yeah. you've got a load of people dancing next to people playing,
1: like, some weird sports VR games, and oh. it was really, really oh, and interesting and cool. I've got three DJs this time. I've got three different oh DJs, God. and I've got three separate on-stage music performances as well as the charity raffle. So, we've got the David Wise 5. To anyone who doesn't know who the David Wise 5 are, this is what the Nintendo fans are about to love we have got the original music composers of diddy kong and donkey kong racing mm-hmm. uh, ukulele mario snake pass banjo kuzi, and golden idol blow seven coming on stage to perform their iconic game soundtracks live in a dedicated 45 minute Mm -hmm. performance. And then we go from that to two urban rap grime artists. And then we're gonna have a hard rock punk band come on in the evening. So, and and then we've got three different types of DJ who specialize in R&B, house, bit of techno. And then you've got the ones who go full electric. We've catered to every type of individual in and that like said we this shows in this show and a lot of things we also try and get a wide variety of different games as well so we try and get story based games we try and get multiplayer we've got a lot of vr games at this next one we t- we really do think about how to add value and diversity in what we do as well so it- you've got retro games there like you know you've got arcade club with their arcade zone on the third floor as well but if you don't want retro retro is not your thing you want more modern you've got street fighter downstairs and you've got playtonic downstairs who are a massive game publisher yeah. and then you've got all these different experiences and yes i have got a few little horror experiences because it was Halloween, I tried my absolute best <laughs> to get as many horror games as possible. Like, I, I got a few, I got a few for you, don't worry. I got awesome. a, I got a few horror games, I managed to do that. But we that's what we'd like, like to do. Like, in the terms of the ratio, is that we try and offer a bit of everything and everything blends really well. It is very difficult to explain, unless someone like Mike has attended and they understand that it isn't a case of like, if you're playing a game, you're not interacting with the rave, you're always interacting yeah, with it. Yeah in some level like even if you're on the first floor or even if you're in the beer garden you can still hear the djs like inside the venue performing if you're socializing in the beer garden at no point can you not interact with the atmosphere and the journey that the event takes you on
2: yeah because i I remember being out in that beer garden it was a warm lovely nice may evening you know when Mm -hmm. i went and there were so many people out in that beer garden just having a good laugh, like, and you could just talk to anyone whilst you were there, but you could still hear the DJ, you could still see people playing games, having fun, doing the usual, you know. So it It, it really was unique. It really was a very interesting one. And also, any event that, that manages to have an arcade cabinet for Bishy
1: Bashy Special, you're in. Oh, I've got more than arcade club in terms of arcade moments for you this time. I've got... I've got... I think I can give you one exclusive. Um, we've got our partners at Quota flying out some of Game Pass. X- so I don't know if any of you saw them at Gamescom. E- G- Xbox Game Pass have made their own arcade cabinets where you can play mm-hmm. Xbox Game Passes. Oh, wow. In an arcade cabinet that has like a little mini plasma screen inside it. They've imported two of those for this event so that are going to and then we've also got the guys at arcade pop-up as well coming with like their like vr arcade setups like that's a very weird one i can't even describe that one so you just have to come and experience it's a vr arcade cabinet like it's the only way i can describe it yeah like we we go all out we always get the best and brightest of the games industry on very creative projects. You cannot say that there isn't a game there for you. Whether you're the indie yeah. game lover or whether you're the you're, you're mainstream Capcom beat-em-up lovers or if you love intense story-based games or if you like shooters or if you like VR, there is something there for you. Okay. Oh, wow. And as you've mentioned it, you've teased us with
2: this one. Let's talk key <laughs> demographics, shall we?
1: Okay, okay.
2: I'll let you run with this. You just...
1: Okay, I can tell you what, uh, in terms of key demographics, so we have everyone ranging from all the way from, you know, all multiple genders and races from all over the world. I say we have people travel from all over the world to attend this event which is very humbling for us and in terms of our key demographics this is the one that surprises me the most actually our key demographic is 25 to 35 year olds whereas I thought it would be the younger generation it's actually they're our second biggest one which is 18 to 25 year olds but it is everyone coming together from the industry it doesn't matter where you're from or where you are everyone comes to this thing we, as as I really do highlight you'll probably get sick of, we get people travel from all over the country and the world like we have people come from Scotland, Wales Ireland, we've got people coming from India, we've got people coming from Barcelona, we've got people coming from Spain, we've got people, I know Barcelona's in Spain, but point being is other parts of Spain. And then <laughs> we've got people coming from Belgium, we've got one person coming from America, we've got someone coming wow. from. America. We've got one of the content creators who's inviting someone from Romania to come to the event, like just to come and travel. Like people travel from all over to this event, and it's a beautiful blend of gamers content creators and the game industry all together so a lot of events you'll always find that the games industry audiences don't interact with the gamers and then the content creators don't interact with the games industry people and i don't like it this is what drove me to create format is that there is nothing forcing that communication between these different demographics at format as i highlighted earlier in the podcast there are mosh pits And we had the developers of games in a mosh pit with content creators. Like you might have missed this, like earlier in the podcast, Uh, you might have missed this. I don't know what time you left when you were at the event, but there was a full. Were you there for the rap artist performance? I might have just gone by then. Yeah, right. You missed the rap artist. Like he got a full mosh pit going, and there was like developers in there mixing with the cosplayers, and they were just going for it, like chanting, like one more song, and then the whole. Oh, I love it. Yeah, they were so just pissed I missed it. that. Mosh pit used to be my thing back when I was eighteen. <laughs> Could yeah. relive the glory days. I hope the guys at Radical Forge make good on their promise to form another mosh pit when the punk rock band comes on stage. But again, the rap artists, they've promised they're gonna bring it like these are hype guys, they exist oh, to bring no. it. and you're getting free music performances at this thing, as well as a charity raffle, as well as three different DJs. And that uh, you know, these are very good DJs. We don't work with bad people. Oh, like really? you, you're getting galore of talent on that stage and we have like the cosplay charity raffle as well where a bunch of our cosplayers come on stage and they give the prizes out to people oh, wow. live on stage to and they draw the winners out things like that
0: yeah uh cosplay is very important to me uh so i like to hear that yeah. it's
1: I, part of I, it i have the best cosplayers i've ever had at a of them um, coming oh, wow. to this process. i have an actual big daddy from BioNTech.
0: Oh, my but gosh. He
1: has, and he has the drill. It is ah. amazing here. I've got an actual alien from Alien versus Predator. Oh no, not Alien, sorry, Predator. An actual Predator, like, full-blown. Like, the guy oh looks like he's walked God. off the set. And everything we've got... I think our Iron Man's coming back again. He's coming back with his starter stuff, which is great. We've got the Techno Spartans. Is anyone you might have seen those guys last time when you came, Pete, with the lasers that fire yes, everywhere? Yes, they were incredible oh and they're doing a dance performance for you this time as well so uh, yeah. and anyway, i can i will say a bit of like ahead headless start like on tuesday we will be releasing the full like lineup of times that you can expect all performances to be live at and they're on the skittle page anyway you can see them on the skittle page if you want to know what time things are at but we are formally releasing what time everything starts on tuesday amazing i will be sure to link it once it comes
2: out of course yeah and we'll put links in the description for the show so everyone can check it out when they when
1: they got shot fantastic
0: this sounds so fun Uh, i'm like i
2: think
1: right i'm not gonna toot my own horn we are fun like even i have fun like generally event organizers get sick of their own events like towards it, and don't get me wrong the The setup process is like the bit where you hate it. But when I see people at the event, that is my reward for me. Like seeing people enjoy it, have a good time, engage with it. And yes, I will join the mosh pit for one. one. I did it last time for two minutes, for two whole minutes. I forgot I was running the event last time. And I guarantee that I will be in one of those mosh pits at some point, just having a good time. So Carly, when are you booking uh, the ticket?
0: Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like so high. I wish, oh, I wish I could go this year. Next time though, I'm there. Um, Being a different yeah. <laughs> Oh, Okay, we'll see. Um, I get to see all the new stuff. Uh, but we just asked a serious question, so two serious questions. Okay. Um. One. Um. Is there like a let's say a chill out spot or something for any people who are inclined to get overstimulated? That type yeah. of
1: thing yes you have the beer garden which a lot of people choose to go to so if you're a content creator and like the main event is too much for you we do have the creator lounge which will be accessible to everyone so applications have closed but the people who have been accepted will get an email to that but then also the application uh, sorry the lounge will be open to anyone who wants to go in you just have to be able to verify that you are a content creator and that's a very chill out zone that people can go there and if you're not a content creator you're a dev and you're getting very info simulated there is the beer garden that you can go to which is a very nice chill out space that Pete will be able to like tell you how how that kind of ran is that if you do find the event too much you can just go chill in like the beer guy, and it's not too loud like you know the music does travel from outside but it's not too loud it's yeah. a nice ambiance and you can sit out there chill get bring a drink with you and the event you you don't even have to come to this event to drink we have people who don't even drink come to this event there's plenty of non alcoholic options as well
0: yeah Pete behind behind. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah so people will be able to tell you that you don't have to drink to enjoy this event. Like, you literally do not have to be a drinker to enjoy this event. Like you can just turn up and chill. And you can always go into the beer garden if you just want that space where you can just recoup, refresh, mm-hmm. have a bit of a and a breather, then go back out. We take that stuff very seriously.
0: Yeah, um I've mentioned on the show before. I'm on the spectrum, obviously. Uh, so people like me who are still very um uh social and and stuff but you can still get overwhelmed so for me i always have to have a chill out spot just in case yeah so it's always good to hear that um and then next serious question just because it has to be asked um are is how we'll talk safety um as far as uh there's it's drinking event like there are people who drink and stuff like that so um you know how how how's that role you know is
1: yeah, it we, we take,
0: a little oh, sorry. of a type. No, it a is it a typically like low key thing or, you
1: know. no, we take we very security So we have security on the door at all times, checking tickets as soon as you come in, and we also have our team walking around the venue the entire time, bit sure of stuff like this of the like this. of the end of the day, we are aware. I'm very proud to say that in nearly nine of of events, we have not a a single theft. We have not had anyone be able to take mm-hmm. equipment. We've not had any fights. Breakout. There was one time two developers like nearly got into Fisticuffs and set up with that. That was, just, yeah, it was an entirely different thing. In it, <laughs> in terms of the actual event, we've never had any fight. We've never had anything like that because we have zero tolerance of it. If you kick off, you're getting out, period. And that's what we have security for as well as our own team.
0: That's yeah. great to hear. That's very good.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: and it, we found as well with the gaming community, they're generally very respectful. Yeah it's not like yeah. you're dealing with non-games industry like a lot of them generally are just chill people like a lot of them are too introverted to kick off with you yeah. anyway <laughs> so, exactly. if, if anyone ever did do that like our security are on hand like the venue don't tolerate it and neither do we yeah um
2: roughly how big is the team of people that are organizing format obviously you've got yourself and your co-organizer but in terms of are they full-time staff or are they volunteers that just Volunteer their time to
1: help you out. So it ranges. So there's myself and my co host who are full time that work on this. So I say there's a to the business. Then a lot of the team are freelancers who work as this is kind of like, you know, the side projects that they do. So our community manager, our brand execs our freelancers who work with us. We have another team member who was actually being announced on Thursday joining with us on a freelance basis as well. Like the team is growing quite rapidly because with events like this, we work with people on a worker by basis because we understand also we don't like to limit people. Other people have other hobbies that they want to pursue as well. And like a lot of, big companies won't allow that. We do. I'm all for people finding their passion. So yeah, a lot of our team are freelancers who work with us. And there are some who border the line between freelance and then full time as well. So it like they might work five days a week instead of the traditional like, you know, every X, X amount of days a month or mm-hmm. stuff like that. So they work, they walk that borderline like sort of line because events events are seasonal. So we yeah. like people to make sure. Like, you know, when we're not planning the event Like, you know, people are doing their own stuff in between that space as well. Because a lot of it is me who does a lot of the actual prep side of it. That's good.
2: Connie, did you have any more questions?
0: Yeah, so, um, as much as you can answer. (laughs) Where do you see yourself going in the future with this?
1: I know exactly where I'm going next year. You'll find out very soon.
0: (laughs) I knew it! (laughs)
1: A very all I'll say is we're making a very special announcement a week or mm. two after format October. So oh, that answers that question. Like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna okay tell you anymore. I've I've said it multiple times that we're expanding out of Manchester and you know that announcement is very, very close. Oh, let's goodness. just say let's just say a special trailer has been finished. Ooh two hours ago I think it was oh yeah.
0: wow oh
1: goodness so, you, know, you will be finding out very soon the answer to that question oh very and good do those at
2: Format this year get a sneak peek of that or is it just for uh, everyone to go when it goes
1: live we'll be disappointed in this answer but all of the people who are at our VIP industry party get okay. get to see it first the in, so our industry partners will get to see it but we will be releasing a teaser a couple of days after format, and then the full announcement comes a week or two after. And then, yeah, you find out where we're going next. You will find out in uh, the latest in early November.
0: Oh, nice.
2: Now, without That's giving not... away too much, will that be in addition to or in
1: replacement of? Oh. <laughs> in addition <laughs> to. Okay. Hey. I am a Mancunian born and bred. I will never abandon Manchester. This is my city. And you will have to drag me kicking and screaming if I would never leave Manchester. We are the best city in the world. And we are the best city in the UK. So, yeah. And there's the northern pride in me coming out there. So, it will be in two different cities is all I'll say. So, rather than the traditional two events that we do in Manchester, you will have one event in Manchester and another in a different city.
0: That's very cool. Oh, i'm looking forward to that announcement yes
1: um
0: yeah, yeah. Um, chat be sure you get your questions in before we wrap up yeah but my microphone is giving me feedback uh <laughs> so um but is there any guest that you've ever guessed as in you know the the gaming company oh, it doesn't matter any guest that you just really really wanted but you couldn't get
1: okay <laughs> um Hmm, I'm debating whether or not I can talk. But there was a game studio who I confirmed for this October event, and let's just say I trailers were made for them, videos were made for them, and they sadly had to pull out.
0: Oh, no. It,
1: it was a very big studio. It was a very, 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 very big studio, is all I'll say so when they had to pull out, it was not very nice. Like There was more than a few cuss words said. Uh, <laughs> it was the fact we'd made very specialist trailers for this yeah. to be announced. So I can't say who it was, but a dream for me... Hmm... I'll list you a few. I would love Bioware because I'm a huge Bioware fanboy. I would like the Bioware team to come. I'd love and to turn up with Baldur's Gate 3 just because I think that would break the internet if they yeah. turned off like, in person. I would love to have those guys with them. I'd also love to have the Activision team turn up with Call of Duty because I just think yeah. that that's be- and listen if anyone has a contact here i want nintendo nintendo please answer my emails i go to every single event that you are at and i can never meet a manager i've been to egx i've been to I, i really want nintendo like i don't know how to get nintendo Like every time i go to one of these events and i ask for a nintendo manager there is never a nintendo manager at them it's all agency staff so please someone find nintendo <laughs> i maybe i would help you with that i will send oh. you a message
2: afterwards with someone i know Sorry. who has a direct line to them possibly thank you
1: that would be appreciated I love it. Love it. our event would complement nintendo very well I'm i sure think so would, yeah for
0: sure what yeah.
1: i saw over over maze definitely
2: i think they would be well into I... that sort of thing
1: if play who are a massive family friendly publisher i've taken over an entire section so all i'll say is you will have seen this pete downstairs is like our main basement yeah. show floor of a lot of them at the back bit there's like a load of couches and booths that are built into the exhibition space we call it the couch co-op zone play Playtonic- Was that next to the bar, wasn't it? Yes. You go to the bar, there were some tiny steps that Mm -hmm. led to the toilet, and there was a... Playtonic have taken over that entire back row just for their products. So, and if a massive publisher like that wants to come to our events, I'm sure Nintendo would love it. So please, if anyone has a contact at Nintendo, please give me (laughs) I'll try my best. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Uh, Well, um, of course, I asked this question of all of our... Well, I was going to say convention, but let's reiterate that format's not a convention. It's an unconventional convention.
1: Um, We are unorthodox by nature. Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. But I always ask this question. How's the food?
1: (laughs) well i'll say this we've got a barbecue at the next one on the beer garden so you can have a nice little barbecue if you want. Some and the food inside the venue is also very good so there is a in-house catering served up until 9 30 i think it is like i think food is served up until then or 10 p.m and if you want more food you are in the city of manchester we have absolutely everything but i will give everyone listen to this my personal recommendation okay if, if it gets late into the evening and everything is shut, do not worry because there is one dark night, one savior that everyone goes to. If you come out of the venue, down the street there is a blue van. That is a Greek gyro van. It is your oh, best friend. God, Those men. Did so good. Did you, get, did you try one? Uh, I've had one before elsewhere, but similar oh, sort no, of thing. Oh, no, my god. No, these guys are different. These okay. guys are a different. So they are, it is well known fact that if the if you are a night out in Manchester, you will end up at this van. These guys knew what they were doing. <laughs> like, I'm convinced these guys must make something like nearly 10 grand a night, like when they're open, because on this weekend night, because it's just a queue of people wanting these gyros. It's full with chips, chicken, pork... And it's so, and all, it was really funny in fact because I remember like after the event finished and I was scrolling through the hundreds of notifications we had on Twitter it was just people like posting their way home and they're all holding these Greek gyros and I was just like yep there we go Yeah, everyone found the gyro van so yeah the gyro van could, could you yeah, say it's a I, potential partnership later on down the line then? I, I actually have a, part, a food partner in the works so if people who like Caribbean food for our mm. city and our next will be very good I the venue we're working with is... No, I'm not, no, not going yeah. to say anything else. I'm not going to say anything so yeah. I'll get in trouble. No, that's all I'll yeah. say. We have got some very good food yeah. partners. Oh, yeah. okay. Whilst I didn't sample the food
2: at format in May, they did look very good. There was a moment where I was stood next to the kitchen and
1: it just, it looked incredible. I was so tempted. Oh, yeah. they, won, um, they won the Food Porn Awards in Possible. I think it was the Food Porn Awards of 2021 or something. The fact that there is a food porn awards is just outstanding.
0: <laughs> I am all over that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: That chef is pretty damn good if I do say oh, so. Oh my
0: goodness. Oh man, I am if,
1: you like, if you like your Halloumi fries, you Oh. that healthy burgers and chicken burgers. Oh,
0: and, yes. You
1: know, and, oh, they've got everything. Oh, they do a no. mean Sunday roast as well. Like, they oh. do cuts You can't get a Sunday roast. At, I've never. I, I would find it very funny if an attendee actually got a Sunday roast, but I've yet to see a single person order the Sunday roast at format yet.
0: <laughs> oh, There's always next funny. year. Uh, exactly. Or
2: this year. Who knows? Now that you've put it out there, someone might do it.
1: Yeah, I want someone to order the Sunday roast just so um, I can see someone in a Sunday roast.
2: <laughs> well, if I come next year, I will definitely give it an attempt. If you yeah. haven't seen it by then, I'll be the first.
0: There you go. We <laughs> we talk about Sunday roast on this show a lot. In fact, I think we talked about it just last week,
1: Pete. Sunday roasts are the thing. Like, they are the best thing ever. It is like... What? If someone asked me to pick one British dish to show to the world... <laughs> it. what we're talking, talking about! Mm-hmm yeah
0: that is literally what we were talking about you because
2: cannot be a sunday roast
0: <laughs> we were talking about how for some reason on the internet they do the worst, the worst foods, foods. Of, of like britain like you know they say oh i would never eat british food and then they show like eels or something um mm-hmm. and then you know pete's like yeah but you can't beat a sunday roast and to be um, fair yeah you can't. I've been here now and you can't. Sunday roast is amazing.
1: You yeah, right won't Sunday roast anywhere else in the world oh. that's the way the British do it.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. give me all the gravy. All of it. <laughs> I just want gravy. I don't care.
1: I don't
2: understand how anyone can eat a dry roast dinner. How can you cool. not put gravy oh. on it? No. No. Don't no. Know. Oh, that's awful.
0: Oh, gravy. I, I...
2: right i think we're coming towards the end so chat if you've got any last pressing questions then please put them in chat or forever hold your peace
0: (laughs) so do you see yourself and this is kind of a leading question but i don't care uh do you see yourself and format um existing let's say forever or do you have an end game
1: oh we have an end goal We have an end goal. Like, the thing is, as well, journeys change all the time. So, the the original scope of what I wanted to create has actually increased. So, my goal was originally to create the UK's biggest games industry nightlife event. We've surpassed that now. Like, we've done that. We're going multi regional now. So, we've leveled up effectively. So, I I would like to say what that definitive end goal is. Like, I, I understand what the ultimate end goal is, and we always work towards that. But Things like change all the time. So the goal itself, like we've kind of more or less achieved what our original goal was. Now we're amplifying that and we're scoping bigger in scope. Our ultimate end goal is to become the warehouse project of video games next and that would be just a massive music festival but for video games effectively so we have like best like music headliners on stage but whilst you've also got your best game studios at the same time content creators live streaming in dedicated zones which is kind of what we've already done at format october like you've got literally a whole night of music performers and DJs performing Mm -hmm. live for you on stage whilst you've also got the content creator lounge where people are going to be live streaming all evening but then you've got the video game studio so we've already accomplished that but it's just taking what we've already done and putting it in a much bigger grander space now ultimately which is the end goal which is what the city provides us with okay
0: one of my favorite content creators is over there. I should probably message him. <laughs> I know yeah. he's been to something over there, but I don't remember if it was format or not. He should go to format.
1: Yeah, so, so applications until next Friday. So if you are a creator yeah. and want to, apply, you have till next Friday. Right.
0: Okay. Do you
2: want to give everyone the... Uh the link to do so so i can pop it in the chat as well
1: it's just our website format.gb it. it is on the contact page if you just hit through the contact page and you know select the business option content creator you can apply excellent
0: right yeah so for those of the who are have their bingo cards up i'm talking about the fabulous crusty oh
2: how did i know <laughs>
0: <laughs> um yes yeah, it's, it's a running it's a running joke, joke. I love content creators, and so I mention them every week. Um, and this week you got two, so you got Call Me Kevin and the Fabulous Crest. Hey. <laughs> um, yeah, so do you see format ever, let's say, changing into anything, uh, I'm going to say, different than mm. Array for nerds? Or are you going to maintain that as the core?
1: Uh, that will always be a core principle like you know we are always discussing things internally about whether to add a daytime element of the event and like you know the original concept always like for example it was always meant to just be this one big night and now it's three news. we never originally planned to have a, a dedicated industry night where all of our exhibitors sponsors partners could do that now that's a permanent feature of the event we never originally planned for there to be an after party now there's an after party of the day after so things constantly change but the ultimate sort of core of identity of what format is, which is a nightlife event for nerds has never changed, but certain elements that are attached onto the event have been added. So basically additions have been added rather than the ultimate end goal, if that makes sense. So, this is been more nights now, effectively. But we tie we toy with a lot of things. So I can't promise that, you know, the thing won't change because things naturally change and they adapt as they get old. but we'll never lose track of our original mission, which is we will not become a capitalistic game expo. That will never happen. That is not going to happen, period. Not under my watch anyway, because I, I can guarantee you right now, and I've said to the team, if you ever see me considering putting a vendor on that sells those shitty plastic swords, <laughs> sack them on the spot because that... <laughs> If I ever walk into any expo or, or any show and I see one of those mer- merchants, I know exactly what I've gone into. We all know which ones I'm talking yep. about. Yep. <laughs> I saw enough I, of them this weekend. I honestly think there should be a ban on those vendors. Like I,
2: yes, I'm,
1: order them online. If you want a sword, yeah. go order one online. Like yeah. I, I yeah. no. Oh, those things get on my nerves. I'm, I'm not hating on people. I know you've got to make money at the end of the day, but we've had enough. We've had I've enough of the plastic
2: swords sent members. I'm also sure there's enough of them in, in landfill sites everywhere
1: as well. Oh, we don't what? need that on our books. Mm, I, I, I mean, there's Etsy. There's Etsy. Go on Etsy. <laughs> like, you don't have to, <laughs> <laughs> like, people don't go to conventions to buy plastic swords. No, <laughs> they go to saying? play games. Like, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's, that will never happen under my watch, I can guarantee you. It will never ever become a big expo. It will not become what I said earlier. A farmers market for the games industry. It it will always be at its core a social event for every person who is a part of the games industry, whether you're a gamer, a game developer, or a content creator. Perfect. I think
0: that's amazing.
1: Yeah,
2: and I think that's gonna basically do us. So, so, Samran, do you want to just let everyone know either where they can find yourself on social media, the the show itself, and any any other things that you want to just mention?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, feel free to follow myself if you want. I will. I will warn you. My accounts are literally just me resharing format posts. So, and you know, I do the. I, I go on a lot. Of, I like to travel a lot as well, and I eat a lot of food. So, if you want to see pretty scenery food, or just see me re-sharing format stuff, you can literally find all my social media it is my name. It is the easiest thing ever. It is just at Simran Whittem. I'm um, very easy to find on every single social platform. And then if you want to actually follow the event itself, it's at FormatGG on everything. Whether it's Facebook, Twitter, X, I mean, Instagram, tiktok it's format gg we're very easy to find and if you want to come to the event itself go on our website format.gg and you can buy tickets to both our main event and also our after party as well which is available on our site or we're also available on skiddle excellent well thank you
2: very much for coming on it's been a pleasure actually discussing this with you and finally putting a face to the name that i've heard so many times over yeah. the last few months Oh, yeah. all, all good. I hope.
0: All good.
2: Oh yes. All good. <laughs> no, I've never found a person who said a bad word about you and your event. Everyone I've spoken to has said, has given it glowing
1: praise. Myself. Oh, well, that's good. And all the people who come off. So I, I, I love, I love all of you as well. Because it is you people who make our mission possible. Or the people who turned up. Whether you're one of the original 150 oh, or you're. Wow. Won- It's them that make it. It It's the gamers, the content creators, and the game developers that make our events possible. So I owe them the biggest thanks, not the other way around.
0: That's very awesome. Um, Well, uh, for our listeners out there, don't forget that you can join us over at twitch.tv forward slash rapid reviews because we are going to, while we wrap up, we're going to wrap up the podcast portion, but we're going to stick around for a few more minutes for the after show. Uh, which is exclusive to our Twitch stream, so come check it out. Uh, but um, we want to thank you for joining us. Pete, do you have any closing words before I end the podcast?
2: Uh, other than please go and check out Format and support Simra and his team for all the great work that they've done putting this together. I'm sure there's a lot of out- lot of hours been put in, so oh, yeah. go go and get involved in an event if you absolutely love to. Just have fun. Because that was the main thing that I took away from it. It was just good fun with with good people.
0: Oh, I like that. Good fun with good people. Um, I actually like what Simran said, which is, you know, you find your tribe or whatever. And that's what, uh, uh, you know, like, I'm all about that. Because it's very difficult when you're a nerd, especially if you're a nerd girl. Um... So I love going and finding my tribe. Um, and yes, Pete, is that true? Are you on Magus' channel this week or the next week?
2: I thought it was beginning of November, but I might. Uh, i did Yeah, double have check. A discussion. <laughs> no, I had a discussion with him over the weekend. So I will talk to you about <laughs> that privately.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just keep tuned for that. Anyway, so we're going to yeah. wrap this part up. Uh, We thank you so much for joining us, you lovely, wonderful chat, and our lovely, lovely listeners. Oh, and a quick thank you to our listeners and watchers from last week. You guys really came through. Um, Pete and I made a plea, and you guys came through. If you could come through again this week, that would be also cool. But everyone's busy. We totally understand that. Uh, But if you want to bump up our Spotify numbers, that would be really nice. (laughs) 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 <laughs> um and also uh pete i think does some interactive stuff over on spotify now uh, uh, yeah there's a bit q a
2: stuff and sometimes yeah. questions related to to that so if you are listening on spotify uh have a look back into the description there should be like a q a or some sort of poll in there
0: yeah that's kind of cool um okay so we're literally honestly gonna wrap this up thank you so much for joining us and we will see you and talk to you Next week. Bye. Bye. Bye
2: bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Rapid Reviews Radio Podcast. You can find the podcast on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and various other podcast platforms. You can also find the video version by searching Rapid Reviews on YouTube and watch the podcast recording live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash rapid reviews at seven thirty PM UK time every Sunday. Please make sure to follow the podcast on Twitter at RR Radio Pod. And for all the latest reviews, visit www.rapidreviewsuk.com or on Twitter at Rapid Reviews UK.